Welcome to the 449th episode of the Reading and Writing Podcast. Stay tuned for my interview with Rich Leader, author of the novel Cooking for Cannibals. Stay tuned for the interview. Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Rich Leader, author of the Kate McCall Crime Caper novels. And Rich's latest novel is Cooking for Cannibals. Rich, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Jeff. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you very much for inviting me. Great. If someone hasn't heard yet about your novel, Cooking for Cannibals, how would you describe the novel? It is a dark comic thriller. Some people call it a horror comedy. It is uh, fast, furious, fun, funny, and dark. Do you remember the original impetus or idea that led you to write Cooking for Cannibals? Oh my gosh. As with always the case with me, I, I, I can't remember the exact moment or the perfect little point of inspiration because they live in my head for these ideas for a very long time before they present themselves and say, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's be a book. I, I always remember thinking, cocoon, which I liked a lot, was so tame. And I said, I'd love to get a hold of that and do my thing to it. Uh, so maybe that's some of it. So many years ago, who can remember? I li- I'm a Hollywood kid. So I start always start with some kind of high concept idea, some something where you go, oh, that's crazy. And then I make up a world around that people and, and a story and a world around that whatever that crazy high concept idea is. In this case, in Cooking for Cannibals, it's a drug that profoundly reduces, reverses the aging process. Uh, Change the entire nature of the world, change how human beings relate to each other. Truly the groundbreaking, world-changing event, the invention of of a drug that changes the reverses the aging process but it comes with a with an unexpected side effect cannibalism so i start with that idea and then i make up a crazy exciting sort of thriller thrill ride around that idea yeah it's fun the book's really fun it's gotten some good reviews and Law came out yesterday when it did rise to number one in a couple of categories. That's great. So it doesn't stay there, but it, it, it did get there. <laughs> That's great. Do you remember the first fiction that you ever wrote? Oh, yes. So in terms of a novel or a movie, I've written a lot of movies and that I, I didn't write. I wrote movies for 25 years before I wrote a novel. So what can you tell us a little bit about what your writing journey was, starting with screenplays and then sure. what led you to write your first novel? Yes. I wanted to be a screenwriter. And uh, eventually, after 10 years in New York trying to be a screenwriter, which is code for waiting on tables, I, my wife and I moved to Los Angeles. And within about, I want to say, three years, I got lucky. And a script I wrote got picked up by Paramount, and they sold it to CBS. And CBS laid it off on Hallmark. And Hallmark made the movie. And it, it's I called it the Lemon Grove, and they called it a season of, I can't remember what they called it anymore, season of hope with Joe Beth Williams and Ralph Waite and 
I was, it was very good and it did well, meaning in television, that means a lot of people watched it. And so CBS immediately hired me right away to write two more. And I went on to write and lots and lots of television movies for Lifetime and Hallmark and CBS and ABC and NBC and 18, 18 of them got produced and aired. And I had a really nice run there in Hollywood for a lot of years. Along the way, I wanted to dive. I found myself wanting to write more. Screenwriting is uh, a very regimented discipline. There are so, so many. You're writing down the page as opposed to across the page because each page is a minute of screen time, more or less. And so you have to learn how to put a minute's worth of movie on a page and you can only write a minute's worth of movie. So you're, you're very restricted, very strict rules, which are fun. To, that's fun to do. But at some point, I, I, wanted, I wanted to shake off those shackles, man. I wanted to just write. And another big thing is in a movie, in a script, you are never in the head of a character. You are never writing, and he thought. And she remembered back when. You know, you're never doing that. Okay, you could do flashbacks, but most of the time they don't work. And But in a book, you're in your character's heads and minds and hearts and thoughts and dreams and memories and I wanted to experience that. And so about, I want to say 10 years ago, I wrote my first novel, which is called Juggler, Porn Star, Monkey Wrench, which is a, a romantic comedy, a Hollywood romantic comedy, comedy with sex and juggling. And I stayed close to home. It's the story of a screenwriter for that first one. But that was my first fiction as a novelist. And boy, oh boy, I did love it. And I've written since that book, total of six almost done with the last McCall book. So that'll be seven. So when you're thinking about an idea, do you know whether it will be a screenplay or a novel? Yeah, that's a very good question. I, I don't spec screenplays anymore. I did when it was all I wrote. I would just pick an idea and write it. Most of the time in television, it's a paid gig. You're, a, you're an employee and you're getting hired. You're, you know, you're just a contractor. You're hired to write that idea for them. It's unusual in television to make up your own, or was back then, to make up your own story and think they're going to make that. Most of the time when I was working a lot, it was based on some other source material, either a novel or a magazine article or a 60-minute segment or something like that, newspaper story, some true story that you're going to, that a producer options and then sells to a network. And then they all say, well, who can we get to write it? And I was very fortunate because I had a, a very strong decade where they got me to write it. And, and then it's a paid gig. Are you getting paid to write this movie for them? If you're going to spec, and I did back then, it was all I was writing. So I did spec feature film and optioned quite a few of them and finally got one made uh, a couple of years ago, had a movie made called Primal starring Nick Cage. Lionsgate film. That's my first feature. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. 
even though I had many optioned over the years. And that's a spec. I, that's a story I made up. I could easily have written it as a novel, except I didn't write novels back then. For now, right now, I'm not going to spec movies. Nobody re- There's no audience for it. You have nothing to do with it except try to sell it as to Hollywood. A novel, you write it, and it goes on all the different retail outlets and you try to market it and people read it. And it's a thing. Whereas the script is less of a thing. It's hard to explain. There's nothing for it to do a script. No one will ever see it or read it unless they make the movie. Whereas right. the novel, even if you don't sell very many, some people bought it and read it. So are there writers or books that inspired you on your novel writing journey? Oh, my gosh, yes. Oh, gosh. Richard Ford, I love. Philip Roth, I love. Tim O'Brien, Chuck Palahniuk, Carl Hyacin, John Irving. These are all writers that I just love. There's, I can't, there's too many to, Donald Westlake, I can't, McDonald, there's too many to name. Are you working on another novel now? I am. I write a series, Kate McCall, the McCall, Kate McCall Crime Capers, which is a funny mystery series. They're rocking good mysteries, but they're funny. Everything I write is funny in some way, a romantic comedy, a dark comedy, or in this case, a crime caper. I've written three. They've been really well received. And the fourth and final McCall book will come out hopefully right around my birthday in July. I'm almost done with the book itself, then the editing and all book creation. You mentioned screen plays, which are very regimented. I'm curious about your writing process for fiction. Do you find yourself doing a lot of plotting or outlining, or do you write more organically? What's that process like for you? I, I, it's a combination of those two. There's no doubt that I'm a plotter, not a pantser. I'm just too chicken to set out on the journey without a map. I want to know where I'm supposed to go and how I'm supposed to get there. I'm perfectly willing if, if the, if the, the organics of the thing change, if the river flows a different way, if I'm in a canoe and the river goes a different way, I'll go that way, but I got to have a map to start. And I try to stick to the map because I, I'm a pretty detailed uh, outliner, although I'm open to the map changing. I'm an Elmore Leonard. I love Elmore Leonard. And for him, the outline was sacrosanct. And I, I, I'm not that strict, but I, I have that detail, the map. I, I know what every scene is. I know who's in it and what's happening and what I'm trying to get across. And I have snippets of dialogue and all of that. Now, if along the way, that scene must change. Okay. That's okay with me. The characters come to life as they do for all writers. And sometimes they'll tell you, dude, not doing that. That's not where I go. I go over here now. And so I'm wide open for all of that, but I'm a plotter, not a pantser. I I don't start with nothing. I start with a detailed outline. Got it. Given your success at both screenplays and novels, what writing advice would you offer for those who are working on their own stories or novels or even screenplays? Yeah, there's three, I guess, three pieces of advice. The first is read. You've got to read tons of writers who you love, who you respect, who you're in awe of. Writers who you think, I'll never write that. I'll, I'll never be as good as that guy or woman, they're just better than me. I have plenty like that that I read. So that's one. The more you read, 
the more by osmosis that stuff comes into your soul and you start to discover your voice. Uh, so read a lot. That's one thing. Two, what you love. If you don't love it, nobody's going to love it. You have to love what you're writing. If you're writing a comedy and you didn't make yourself laugh, pretty good chance nobody's going to laugh. But if you're sitting in your office and you're just cracking yourself up, that's funny. And people will feel that in the writing. So write what you love. Don't worry about writing what you know. There's Google. You can know anything. While you sit there writing, you could just open another window and learn everything there is to know about something. I'm always a deep expert in what I'm writing until I finish the book, then I forget all of it and it's on to the next. But I, don't, I, I love research and I, that's why I, I focus completely on what I love and not what I know. I can know anything. And I guess number three would be two words, write anyway. There are demons living and they're in your office and they're in your head and they're whispering in your ear and they're saying, this sucks, dude. Stop now. You really think someone's going to like this? Oh my gosh. That's one. Or they're saying, dude, that's perfect what you wrote. You don't need to rewrite that. You don't need to just move on. There's demons. They're going to dissuade you from writing. Can't. Just write anyway. Sucks? So what? Anyway. No one will ever buy it? So what? Anyway. Just write anyway. Keep writing. Write anyway. That's some great advice. So what novels or nonfiction books have you read recently that you enjoyed? I read a book by Lars Emmerich, a thriller. I can't remember the name of the book right now. Incident Rising, something like that. Very good, really good fun. I I read uh, Strikeout by uh, A.J. Stewart which is a kind of a crime thriller-ish story, also fun. Those are the two I read most recently that I liked. I'm still, I'm reading Every Man by Philip Roth. If you haven't read Philip Roth, whoever's listening to this, if you haven't read Philip Roth, that is a mistake. You've got to read Philip Roth. He is, he's the best American novelist, I, I think. I just think he's the best American novelist maybe we've ever had. And just read anything by him. Keep reading Philip Roth. Richard Ford is fabulous also. Read. That's great. Where can people find you online if they want to learn more about you and your novels? My website is the best place to find me. Rich, R-I-C-H, leader, L-E-D-E-R, dot com. Richleader.com. And I have a pretty, I have a good website. There's a lot of stuff about me and all my books are there and links to buy them and Tons of information. Well, again, we've been speaking with Rich Leader, author of the new novel, Cooking for Cannibals. The novel is on sale now, so go buy a copy. And Rich, thanks for doing this interview. Jeff, thrilled to be here, man. Thanks for doing a podcast that features writers. It's awesome for you that you do. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.